and welcome to episode 1008. Yes, 1006 was on Sunday. Uh, 1007 was already recorded. It was the Fireside Chat. It'll be coming out soon, I think later this week. So this is 1008. It's February 1st. I'm your host, Paul Spohr. Joined this morning by Justin Mason. Justin, good morning, sir. Good morning. How you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty well. I, I, hopefully people listen before they get in the comments saying, why did you go from 1006 to 1008? No, well, I, I didn't know exactly when we would get the Fireside, so I, I, I pushed it ahead. I just didn't push it far enough ahead. Not a big deal. 1008, we're picking up where we left off last time, which is the opposite. Uh, Bat X potential gems is what we talked about last time. Today, we're looking at some of the fades. Some of the guys that the Bat X is kind of off on based on the dollar value that they spit out for the player versus their ADP. Um, so let's just start because we are working on a nice uh, narrow time frame here. So let's dive right in with Alejandro Kirk at catcher, a very popular up and coming catcher. Now you and I have talked about this situation a few different times at length already with regards to the Toronto catching situation that right now, as is, they've got three guys who can catch Danny Jansen, Reese McGuire, both of whom are, are quality backstops more than they are anything at the dish. And then Alejandro Kirk, who isn't as great behind the dish, but is wonderful at the, at the dish. He's a wonderful hitter. And then that says nothing of Gabriel Moreno, who's on deck too. He was in the fall league, which, uh, you know, once you're in the fall league, you, you're you on the cusp. They don't always come up the very next year, and he only had three games at AAA this year. So he can he can go down to AAA for a while, but he's going to be knocking on the door soon too. So they got to make a move somewhere. And I wonder if that's what's at the heart of – uh, of the bat X's concern with him. Although I'm looking at it now in relation to steamer, they only have four fewer plate appearances. So it isn't a, it isn't a playing time situation. It's a couple of homers. And then again, something similar to what we saw last time, a big edge in average for steamer. They, they have Kirk hitting 281 bat X has him at 269 with 13 homers, 43 ribbies versus 15 and 48. And even steamer has two chip in steals for some reason. Uh, that is probably adding to the value as well. So the bad X a bit lighter on Kirk got him down at uh, catcher 14 in the market. I want to say he's 10. Oh no, he's 13. Okay. So this is actually a bit more in line with the January market here, but it's still um, the ADP that we had had Kirk all the way up at like the ninth catcher the last time I looked at it. So this one actually isn't as far off. As I thought, I'm curious of your thoughts on Kirk. I think you said you're kind of fading him a bit. Uh, I originally was fading him, but I've kind of come around on him. Uh, I think large part due to our last conversation uh, and uh, in this battle of the podcast draft, I just finished. Uh, he was my first catcher. Okay. Uh, I waited till round, I think, 16 until I, I grabbed my first catcher, grabbed Kirk. Um, 15 or 12 team league? 15 team league. Okay. So. Waited quite a while. Uh, catchers went off insanely early, and I just was like, you know what? I'm not going to get one I really, really love that I'm going to wait till later. Uh, mm-hmm. And so I kind of, you know, kind of punted catcher uh, and went with some high upside guys and Kirk and uh, Melendez and Bart. Um, so, but I, I think he's, I mean, they're going to play him, right? Like, I don't think he's going think back so. down to AAA. Yeah. I think somebody's getting traded and maybe even two somebody's are getting traded if they want to bring up Moreno with Moreno. Uh, yeah. I think they can point. wait on, on that. I think they can. Trade Jansen or Maguire to a team that wants a defensive oriented catcher. Then you have one defensive guy in like Jansen mm-hmm. uh, or Maguire. Again, they're, they're pretty equal to me. And then Kirk, 
the guy, and he's not dreadful. He's not Luis Torrens behind the dish, who like has no business catching. Uh, Dalton Varsho, no business catching. Kirk is okay. He's just okay, but he's not Jansen. So yeah. it, it is it is less back there behind the dish. But I mean, the DH spot, I, I feel like he needs to be in that spot regularly then because uh, dude can swing it. And mm-hmm. I don't think they necessarily need to take Teoscar Hernandez, uh, Lourdes Gurriel, or George Springer off the field. I think Kirk is fighting Grichuk in a way. That's kind of the one to one talk. There's a dog Grichuk could be traded too. So. That would make some sense too. And that contract's not expensive. He's making like 10 mm-hmm. mil a year. That's yeah. perfectly capable for three and a half out, like third and a half outfielder. He's he's not quite a fourth, but he doesn't necessarily need to be in your starting lineup every single day. But he's a solid, decent corner outfielder, uh, Randall yeah. Grichuk is. So if he gets moved, that would also help. So I mean, I take the over on these plate appearances. Uh, yeah, I think he. I think he can hit four hundred something. And and I think he'd take the over on the batting average too. I mean, he had a two eighty eight uh, xba last year. Um, he's a guy who makes a great amount of contact, especially for being a catcher. And uh, I mean, when you get to this point in the draft, and you're talking about the thirteenth catcher off the board, mm-hmm. you're working with some garbage, right? In uh, for <laughs> so, real. Give me the guy who you know has some real upside to like jump into that top ten or you know even top like six or seven in terms of catcher. And I think that's what Kirk is. So uh, I'm, I'm going to take, uh, I'm not going to overload myself because I do think there is a chance that he just doesn't play enough because, you know, maybe Grichik gets hot. Maybe they decide not to trade a catcher and they send, you know, Kirk back down. I mean, we all thought he was going to be playing full-time last year. True. And then, they, hurt, yeah, yeah, but then they, they didn't play him full time until, until he came down. down. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I think that that is in the range of outcomes. I think it's much less likely this year than it was last year. So, uh, I'm, 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 I've bought in now. I've jumped on. I'm not leading the bandwagon. Other people have been leading the bandwagon. You know, Rob Silver, one of the guys, we've been talking about him for a couple of years now. And, uh, but now I'm, I'm firmly on the bandwagon with the rest of you guys. I really like. Kybert Ruiz and Alejandro Kirk. Mm-hmm. You don't usually get batting average out of catcher, so when you can, I feel like it's a real boon. And I really like both those guys. So yeah, I, I like Kirk too. And again, don't want to overstate uh, the bad X. The market has changed a bit to put the bad X more in line with the market. When I first put these numbers together, which was back when I did the uh, the the first ones, the the gems. Mm-hmm. This one was a little bit more of out there. Now it's kind of matching the mark, but I still want to keep them on there just to kind of get our definitive points on the catching situation there. Once the lockout's lifted, if they move a catcher, I think Kirk's ADP goes up for sure. All right, first base now. Now this one, well off the market, and it's Ty France. He comes in as the 27th first baseman on the bat X when he's going off at the – 13th first baseman in the market so a colossal split here between what the market thinks and where bad x is at and even where steamer is to be honest there's an 11 point difference in wrc plus between steamer and the bad x and uh that, that constitutes a big batting average dip but also five homers a ton of ribbies a ton of runs let me just give you the numbers here bad x has him for 18 homers matching his 20 21 output but only 67 ribbies 258 average down from 291 and 281 career. I'm curious. That's curious to me why it's so low. Uh, 67 ribbies, 66 runs. Steamer has 23 homers, 83 ribbies, 80 runs, 272 average. 
I lean closer to Steamer than I do the bad. I'm surprised the bad X is so cool on France here, especially with that batting average down at 258. He's a 281 career for a thousand plate appearances, sub 20% strikeout rate for his career at 19%, 16% last year for Ty France. What am I missing here? Uh, I'm surprised the bad X does not like my boy Ty France. What's up? Um, I don't like Ty France that much either, but I, I don't get really where they're coming in with as few plate appearances as Steamer. I mean, I think that's part of the big difference is, you know, Steamer projects him for 652 plate appearances. The uh, Bat X and the Bat both project him for 590. So, I mean, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're dropping quite a few plate appearances. I don't know that I see that coming. I mean, he can play first and second. I'm pretty sure he's locked into an everyday role there. They really like him. Um, so I think he's going to get every opportunity to play. I, I think that Steamer's batting average is fine. Like, I, I think he'll probably hit a I little think bit it's low. low, too. I agree I, with Zips at 282. Oh, I, I, I see. I don't. I, I'm much more. I think 270 is is what Ty France is. I think it's fine um, as a projection, but he's yeah. a 281 career guy. He hit 291 yeah. last year. I don't understand why we wouldn't expect it's, a good batting average. Well, and I, I mean, I think I know a little bit why, like, you know, the bad X relies a lot on StatCast. His XBA last year was 269. So um, I think that's why, you know, it's a little bit lower. I, I feel like that's fair. Um, not predictive. I understand that. Of course it's not predictive. But that's, you know, that's one of the things that I'm sure goes into it. I don't know what goes into it. I'm not as smart as Derek, Derek Cardi. Sure, um, we, we talked about that last episode. So, um, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I think he's fine. He's he's got boring. Like I don't see like yeah, there's a, there's some boringness to it, but not. Um, as, I don't think it's boring in second base. I mean, I'm I'm covering him here at first, um, because you know just because that's the position I chose. I first saw him when he stuck I out there. Like to get some bags though at second base. I want some stolen bases. Yeah, I can so. understand that, but I I really like Ty France. I I think, I mean, I really think a, a 325 homer season is is the the upside there. Like that's that's okay. like everything goes crazy. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that's yeah. hardly the range of outcomes. I think, uh, you know, and like like we always say, like projections give a fifty, you know, uh, you know, a median outcome, right? You know, like it's not. I still think two fifty eight is too low for that. Uh, oh yeah, I think two fifty eight is probably probably a little bit too low. So I'm probably I've got him ranked at first baseman number twenty. He um, is my. He's 18th for me too, so I'm, yeah. I'm around you. Like we're not yeah. too crazy. We're actually below the market too, then, because mm-hmm. what did I say? They got him 13th, but yeah. 27. I can't 13, do 27. 13 is way too high. 13 okay. is insanely high. Well, here's the thing on that. The second base influence there, I think, is. Uh, you maybe, know what's yeah. interesting? Here's here's something that might blow your mind. He's even lower in second base, isn't he? He's 15th at the second base. Yeah. So first base. A little bit shallower than technically. I mean, I, yeah. I don't. I don't know that it's shallower. What it is is there. It's actually deeper, which drives the middle prices down, right? Because people go, "Well, what's the difference between this guy at thirteen and this guy at 22 Like, there's not okay, that's that much fair. of a difference. That's fair. So people think about some of the uncertainty. Uh, yeah. Sorry, I thought you were done there. Uh, you're right. I think that point is 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 well well stated there. Think about some of the uncertainty right around France. Uh, Tyler Stevenson's there. You guys know how I feel. If you put a catcher in anywhere but catcher, you're making a bad – like this is something I'm 
unchallenged on. You are making a bad move if you put a catcher anywhere. The only time it's it's uh, rational is when you're in an FBC draft and hold or or a Fantrax draft and hold to not take a zero. Yeah, and to not take a zero, right? You yeah. got injuries, and you go, yeah. okay, I'd rather play Stevenson at first. Than play, um, I don't know, Will Craig, who's actually in Japan. So like, exactly, you know. no, I, and there are a few extenuating circumstances, but generally speaking, if you're putting him there, it's such a negative expected value play that it makes no sense. But Stevenson's there, uh, but then Hoskins, people have questions about mm-hmm. uh, the shoulder. Bato, old, can he can he do it again? Muncie injuries, we're, we're concerned about that. Kirilov, the wrist, Rizzo, old, doesn't have a place yet. Mancini, just too low, by the way. Mancini at the 20th first baseman off the board, to me, is insane. I would take Mancini over Ty France. Um, so I, I, I I've got really one, span, one spot over Ty France. I have Mancini at 19. Yeah, so we really don't agree with him there. So, Ty France, we're okay with, uh, we're in lockstep, but we're on lockstep below the market, but above the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move over to DJ LeMahieu, another guy I could have included at first or second or third. But 24th on the first base list, he ranks – DJ LeMahieu, where'd you go? He is 23rd on the second base for Bat X. And in the market, DJ LeMahieu should should have written these down. Pardon me. I'm all over the map. Uh, 13th at second base in the market right now. So similar to France where – Bad X says, nah, down at 23. Market says 13th, betting on a rebound. Bad X, pessimistic about that. 276 batting average is the lowest among the projection set. Just another 10 home runs uh, the Bad X sees. They're not seeing a power rebound here, whereas like Steamer has 17 homers, for example. Yeah. 59 ribbies, that's also a low among the projection set, and 77 runs. So the Bad X is dead low on everything. And now we have... ATC, the bat, the bat X, um, Fangraphs depth charts, which is, which is, I believe, Steamer, but with depth charts playing time. Steamer, Zips, mm-hmm. and then Zips depth chart, which is the Zips with the playing with our uh, playing time. So we have seven different projections. The bat X, far and away the lowest on DJ LeMahieu. He's going to be 33. He's coming off of a mediocre as hell season when he was like a third round pick. He still didn't strike out 14%. 11% walk. The bat skills are still there, but the Babip dipped to 301. The power evaporated to a 94, 094 ISO when he was at 226 in the 2020 season, 191 in the 2019 breakout. Where are you on DJ LeMay here? Do you see more of a rebound or do you lean closer to the bad X? Yeah, no, I think there's a rebound coming. I mean, the news came out, you know, after the season that he played through a core injury, he's gotten the surgery on it. Um, I think he's going to be fine. I think, you know, we may not see 26 home runs again. Yeah. I think, you know, nobody's, but, nobody's expecting that. Yeah. I think, I, Steam, think. I think Steamer's got uh, a pretty good projection with 17 home runs, 95 runs scored, almost 70 RBIs. And they're the high uh, end. Yeah. And that, but I think all of them are low on the batting average. I mean, this is a guy who, you know, hitting well over 300 previous two seasons dealt with core injury just you know wasn't able to get around on stuff as easily so um i you know i kind of think that his his floor is probably a 280 285 batting average and all of the projection systems are saying nope he's gonna gonna hit somewhere between 276 285 yeah that that that's a little silly to me i got him as a top 10 first baseman um top 10 yeah i'm i'm you get triple eligibility he's gonna hit on top of that uh, hit on top of that Yankees lineup, 
Uh, I'm not worried about DJ Mayhew. I thought I was not worried, but comparatively, I am apparently because I'm not. I'm not out. Like I, I think there is a rebound coming too. I I, I like him well enough, but uh, you 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 like like him. Uh, yeah. I got him 15th at second base, but I got him with a group of guys that are you know like Jake Cronenworth is right there. What's the difference? Not yep. really. Mm-hmm. Not really a whole lot. Uh, LeMahieu probably a better batting average upside. He's shown it at least at the major league level. Yeah, a little more power in Cronenworth. Yeah, I mean that's yeah, you know, yeah. Um, th- that's kind of the trade off that that mm-hmm. that you're looking at there. Um, but yeah, I I am surprised that that this one comes in so low again on DJ LeMahieu because I just I don't feel like. I don't feel like that's what we're dealing with with him. I don't feel like it's the beginning of the end, and I feel like there is reasoning behind it. You mentioned the oh. core injury; that you know that that doesn't wash away everything. That he's still thirty three. There's still reason to have some concern, and yeah, bring down the twenty nineteen season a good bit. But I still think there's more than ten homers and a two seventy six average. And he hit ten homers in the sixty games in twenty twenty. Like I yeah. mean, like even if we regress twenty nineteen in 2020 like he's gonna hit more than 10 home runs like you know so i mean i you know as long as he's healthy maybe he maybe the beginning to end his injuries for him and maybe that's mm-hmm. what i'm missing um and maybe that you know maybe that's what the bat is trying to see right now but um i, I mean I, th- I think i think it's being overthought here i think yeah. that uh, he's a real bargain in the marketplace right now i think if we you know we'll keep an eye out if we get some best shape of his life stuff yeah, I don't discount that stuff completely. I know it's a fun meme, but when somebody is healthy, like I, I think that, like they're, they're, the meme, we know, right? Not to just take somebody flexing as like, now they're going to be great. But mm-hmm. when somebody was hurt and they had a down season, they come back and they look healthy, I do put stock into that. And so here's hoping that LeMahieu comes to camp healthy and ready to go. And then he creates, uh, he, he presents a bargain. He played 150 games, which some of those were with that sports hernia. Oh, like for sure. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He I was mean, grinding through He's it. still on the field. Like, you know, I I, I got no problem with me. And that's a big deal uh, for sure. Now let's go to a little bit of a different player here at shortstop. You know, LeMay, he was supposed to be the, the highly skilled guy that kind of builds you this strong floor that you can live on. Whereas Jazz Chisholm is the flashy, raw highly skilled uh, um, um, flashy skills of power and speed, but raw, uh, you know, up there hacking. What can he do? The bat says not a whole lot. The bat X says not a whole lot. 21st among shortstops. The market quite a bit higher than that has him 11th. So another 10 ranking split here between the market from January uh, 1st on. So that's 106 drafts through now. Does not uh, does not agree here with the bad X. They're, they're going to play for that big upside of power and speed. The bad X says, "Nah, there's reasons to be concerned here, and we're going to come in with a 235 batting average, 19 homers, and 23 steals." Now the counting numbers are not terribly far off. Everyone kind of lives in this 2020 range. The low end of homers is 19 with zips in the bad X. The high end of steals is 23 with ATC and the bad X. The batting average vacillates as well from 228 to 241 the 235 of the bad x is kind of in the middle so the bottom line is the bad x is more in line with the all of the projections that are all a bit more tepid on uh jazz chisholm are we not fully assessing the risk or are we just buying the upside knowing that a 2020 floor even with a bad batting average isn't too bad 
What, what do you yeah, think about Jazz Chisholm? You're still getting 2020. Like, I think this just speaks to the depth of shortstop, right? Like, mm-hmm. that a 2020 season in projections ranks you that low at just well, this position. Pretty bad counting, too, because of the Marlins, right? 59 ribbies. They're going to be better. And 72 runs. I think they're going to be better, too. But this also only has 100. These are all light on games, too. 132 games. He's going to spend time with injury. So. Exactly. And so they're building in some injury concern, too. And they're still getting you to a basically 2020 yeah. season. I think there is a reading of these projections that says, even though the market's high on Chisholm, that you do want him. Because if this is kind of the floor... And it's not the full floor, right? Uh, a projection isn't the floor. But if this is kind of what we can generally expect without things really improving, with the potential of the improvement also bought, bought in there, I don't know. I like that. Is 11th too much, though? Is the 79th pick too much to pay for that? Um, I don't think so. Let's see. I just picked him in this Battle of the Podcast draft for the last pick of the sixth round. Okay. Six, seven turn. So what is it? A 15 teamer, six times 15 is 90. 90. I felt really good about that. I would think so. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. I'm going to do that math right. I'm really bad at math. I uh, think I did it right. You did do it right. Yeah. Because the 30 or 15 plus 15 is. Yeah, that's right. It's 30 times times three. three. So um, uh, people are like, dude, these people are so stupid. I'm so bad at math, y'all. And okay. So. I've been having technical issues. My computer had to be wiped and, and redone, and we were going to get a new computer and then, uh, or use a different computer. And then, like, uh, that one had issues. So I'm back on the, the old one, but wiped. For whatever reason, the calculator app didn't install. Oh, no. And I can't get it. I know about going to the Windows store. I know about typing in some stuff in the PowerShell. For anybody that wants to like try to help me, you got to go beyond the basic Googling. I tried all of it. So I don't have a calculator. Have, have you tried putting it in Rice? It's a great call. That's really, really funny. Um, so I like I didn't realize how much I use my my computer calculator every single day. And no, it's driving me nuts because there's a button on top of my keyboard that you can go right to the calculator. And I keep pressing it, you know, muscle memory to just press it, start typing in numbers, and it's not there. And it's driving me nuts. Just I don't have the notepad either. I used to take like scroll little notes on it. It's a notepad. You know you have a phone, right? Yes. I know, and that's what I'm gonna have to start using because it's driving me absolutely batty. I'm getting the new like we ordered some new parts for the other computer. They'll be here at the end of the week, but just drive me insane. Anyway, not enough time for tangents right now. Jazz Chisholm, the eleventh shortstop. I got him thirteenth. Where do you got him? Um, I have Chisholm. Da, da, da. Actually, I've got I got twelve. I have your rankings, by the way. Mine will be. On this on the, the sheet today, the same sheet that you have for Justin, they're gonna be right next to his. And I'm gonna try to add in a little bit of like a, a little difference thing, like so you can easily see, oh, Justin's 10 points higher. I wanna investigate that. Uh, mm-hmm. so that same sheet, pick patrons will be there. And I got a little piece coming out on Adley Rutschman later this week. If not today, Ooh. Tuesday, then tomorrow, Wednesday. Um, so yeah, stuff coming on the Patreon. I've already got a few articles up. We're getting more Patreon stuff. We keep Saying it's coming and it's actually coming now. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so you have him twelfth. I'm thirteenth. So we're right yeah. there with the market. We're really not that far off. Uh, but twenty first is where this projection puts him on the bad X. That's what really jumped out to me. I was like, I can't believe that this projection, which is pretty good, all told, that if you just walk away with a twenty twenty and a poor batting average, you're not pissed about that. And then 
because you have to factor in 20 games of of replacement value there. So that mm-hmm. roster spot would probably still get you. Actually, you know what? We have on the auction calculator the experimental. Uh, you click that little experimental button, mm-hmm. and it adds extra replacement value. Let's see what that does. It only moves them up one spot, so they don't. They're not that yeah. keen on that replacement value. But I feel like you could still get a bit more out of that spot. I'm open to take taking Jazz. I know that the floor yeah. is low because he could hit. He could reasonably hit 220 and really struggle. But the power and speed is going to keep something coming, and I just believe in him as a player. So I'm I'm higher than this uh, than yeah. this bad X thing here. I am too. All right, next up, oh, this one. This one's painful. I like this though. This is a great mix of, of players here between young and old and different scenarios too. It's not just every young guy that he's down on or 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 mm-hmm. every oldie. But this one, Anthony Rendon, he's not seeing the rebound, the, the bad axe. I say he as though it's just Derek's like thoughts. It's his system, but it's not just Derek's uh, biased opinions. He puts in. He has the inputs. I'm uh, I'm not saying that he doesn't control it, but I don't want to make it sound like he's just spouting thoughts off the hip about players no he goes very methodically here through the stuff but his projection system the bad x puts anthony rendon as the 13th third baseman which i don't need to tell you is going to be way lower than the market but let me tell you where it puts him in the market in the current market anthony rendon is ninth so it's a it's a four ranking split which isn't egregious but it does say hey I'm not betting as big on an Anthony Rendon rebound as probably a lot of others are. Um, I'm not betting as big as normal. I'm speaking for me specifically now. I have him ranked. I'm ranked 10th. So I'm kind of like, I'm right there with the market just fine. Mm -hmm. But I'm not bending over backwards for Rendon again this year as I often do. And maybe it's getting burned last year. And you know I don't automatically run from guys when they burn me. But I've just been looking elsewhere at third base this year. Let me give you a few numbers on Rendon before I get your thoughts. Bad X has him for a 263 average, which, again, won't surprise you. One of the big keys here is is that he's been consistently lower on these batting average projections. The Bad X has been consistently lower on these projections than others batting average wise 263 is the lowest by seven points comparatively to the bat itself the bat x by the way um i want to say it, it takes in the stat cast data right that's the big difference mm-hmm. between the bat and the bat x yeah that is so the stat cast data is is offering up a seven point lower batting average projection meaning that the, the data isn't encouraging on the way he hit the ball the last year, but that's because he only played 58 games. I, I wonder if that's just explained away via the injury because the, the batting, yeah. the Homer runs and ribbies, they're not too far off. I'm not even going to fill your head with all those numbers. They're all in the low twenties for homers, except for zips is low at 17. Um, the RBIs range from like 75 to 83. Actually zips DC has 87. Uh, because the zips only projects them for 105 games and our depth charts give them 133. But then the runs are all in the same range of the mid 70s. So bottom line, Bad X only has him rebounding, Anthony Rendon rebounding to a 263 average. That's the crux of this ranking here. Where do you come out on our boy Rendon? Because I know we've been super high on him the last few years. Yeah, I don't understand these projection systems giving him a too low 270 batting average. And like I said, the bad X 263. Like that one, I my jaw hit the floor. I mean, you know, he's a career 312 Babip guy. His Babip was 267 last year. Uh, like I said, dealt with the injuries uh, that really just derailed the entire season. 
Um, but he was fine in 2020. You like if you like prorate his 2020 out to a full season, it's like 27 home runs, uh, you know, 286 batting average. He had 319 in 2019. Um, he's always like, been a batting average guy. Like yeah, like I, I just feel like he's probably like. The question is, like, what do we think we get in terms of games played? Because he has been a guy who struggled with injuries early on in his career, you know, then had some season, yeah, a few seasons of health, and now looks like he's struggling a little bit more. So, like, yeah, so maybe I think he plays like 130 games, uh, and he hits 25 home runs, and he hits 290. Like, I don't, so I've, I've got him at, number nine. So I'm like right there with the market, right there mm-hmm. with you. Like, um, but yeah, I don't see this drop off that the bad X is seeing, especially batting average. I think that is a little bit fluky. Yeah. I'm like, they got Josh, Josh Donaldson's at 11 and I just, I can't in good conscience take Josh Donaldson. No, because over. he's even more injury prone than Rendon. So like, and I like Donaldson, like Donaldson's price for me, like he's fall, he falls in drafts point where I go, well, that's a really nice CI, especially if I've got uh, another CI on the bench, right? So, yep. um, but like Rendon, like that lineup in LA, especially, I think they're going to add either Story or Correa. Like that oh lineup God. is going to be nuts hitting behind him. That would um, be wonderful. Yeah. So uh, I think, I think he's, I don't think he's going to necessarily have a monster. I, obviously I think that's in the cards, but so is, you know, another injury prone year. I think, it really comes down to how comfortable you are with his health. If you're not, mm-hmm. he's getting older. He's coming off a season where he missed, you know, two-thirds of the season. Uh, if you're not comfortable with that, and in a lot of drafts so far, I've passed on because of that. I yeah. totally get that. But especially if you're playing in a shower league where there is a lot of replacement value, um, you know, and, you know, you can easily, like, put him on, especially if you've got a lot of IL spots, like, I think there's a lot of leagues and the majority of leagues where he makes a lot of sense, especially where he's going at his price. Yeah, I think, I think so too. I think for me, pick one Oh eight for Rendon, the ninth third baseman off the board is fair enough to take that plunge. And then the team build around it will depend. Do I have other injury risks? I want to mitigate it a bit, or do I have some more stability that I feel like, Hey, I can take this shot here that Rendon gets back to a relatively full season with, uh, you know, 580 plus plate appearances. And then I'll go from there. Like I said, haven't been going out to get him as much as I did last year. Not fully out on him though uh, with Anthony Rendon. And I do think 13 is a little too low with Ryan McMahon, Josh Donaldson and Eugenio Suarez, the three guys ahead of him that I really take objection to. Um, Suarez, Donaldson, Matt Chapman, they all kind of fit a similar mold for me, and I got them lower. And I like how many homers does Suarez have to hit to counterbalance his batting average over Rendon? You know, yeah, it's it, they got him. Bad X has him for thirty two with a two forty one, and then twenty three with a two sixty three for Rendon versus Suarez. There, that's homers and batting average thirty two two forty one. I can see that for Suarez. But I just see a much higher batting average but for. He, he's coming off two straight seasons where he's hit 200 Suarez. True. Like, True. I mean, yes. Like, could he hit that, you know, 241 yeah. for he's sure? He's been given a lot of leeway for his batting average yeah. that these other guys who hit for batting average aren't. And that's curious to me. And I wonder if it's 
if it's just that he smacks the ball, but you can't even say like, I've been looking, I've been checking since you brought it up the first time about these XBAs. And a lot of times these XBAs are kind of explaining it a bit, even though mm-hmm. it's not a super predictive stat, but it wouldn't explain it with Suarez. Cause his XBA was 215 this year, 213 and 20, 241 the year before that. So I don't know how our projection. I like Suarez too. I do too. Like, I do too. I, he made he made a real change in September, and it resulted in a really really nice September. Um, that being said, like you can't just throw out the fact that he's had two seasons of straight garbage before that last month in September uh, on a Reds team that you know wasn't necessarily really competing, and you know so. And, and I uh, think there's just too much similarity between those other guys that I mm-hmm. named that I wouldn't stretch out to get Suarez when Chapman and Donaldson. Mm-hmm. And maybe even Luis Oris gets there this year. I, he doesn't have that same power, but man, he's been tapping into his power. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't know. Team build would matter there because I think he's more of a batting average guy with less power. But either way, I definitely like Rendon more than this bad X projection. Um, third base is interesting there, though. It really starts to diverge in all sorts of different ways. Once you get past like Bregman, then do you want to go with the the star level veteran who has some injury issues like a Bryant, a Rendon, a LeMahieu? Do you want to go upstart like a Brian Hayes? Do you want to see if Yohan Mankata can can push back and, and really get uh, get going again? Urias, McMahon, Turner. Remember we talked about Turner when we talked about the potential gems. Him down there at 15 uh, off the third base board. I like that better than some of these other guys. I will say Suarez and Donaldson at 18 and 19 as a third baseman off the board. Those are some nice bargains. Yeah, I think, you know, and one of the things we keep hearing about, like, in the industry is, like, oh, the, the third base is so bad, third base is so bad, like, it's it's shallow. It's not that it's shallow, it's that after you get past, like, the sixth third baseman, they're all the same. They're red or, flags. So yeah, red yeah, flag it's, not, it's not that they're all the same, yeah, it's just yeah. big red flags, and you choose which red flag. Mm-hmm. Do you want an injury red flag? Yeah. Do you want a performance red flag? Do you want a batting average one? It just becomes giant red flags. Yeah. But they all each carry usually one or two big green flags too that you're like, do I need that right now? Do I need this over the top power from Eugenio Suarez? Do I need this potentially over the top batting average from Anthony Rendon? And then you kind of make your decisions there. Um, Let's move on to the outfield. This is a guy that I haven't seen a lot of negativity on. I haven't seen people like going over the top to bat for him either. It's been kind of we know what he is. We appreciate Tommy Edmond, and we're going to get him for his speed. But this one says, be careful. And I wonder if this might not be a bad X specific thing. It's just where I noticed it with bad X because I'm looking at these projections for Tommy Edmond, and the bad X is not too far off everywhere else. So I wonder if just all the projections are a little bit light on Tommy Edmond relative to where he's going in the market. And I think it would be easily explained by the fact of the speed premium. Right, because mm-hmm. Tommy Edmond is the 22nd outfielder off the board, yet projections have him as the 38th guy here. And I'm going to do Steamer real quick just to test my little theory that I think I think that they're going to be lower on him too because their their projection is not that far off. Yeah, they got him 41. So bad X isn't even the low. These are just consider this one more of less less of a bad X thing and more of a projection thing. The projections are down on Edmond's price. And they all seem to project a dip in the stolen bases. He had 30 last year, and then the Bad X has 23, Steamer has 23. Um, 
Zips has 29, though, uh, because they have him for a 156-game season, which he had 159 last year. The other systems have 143. 268 average as well, 59 ribbies, 78 runs. He scored 91 runs last year. That was huge. Uh, they got him dipping down to 78 here. I'm pro-Edmund. I was very pro-Edmund last year, served me well. I'm not, I'm not moving off that. I don't see any main real reason to jump off that. I don't know that he's going to score that few runs, I guess, unless they're saying he's going to move down the lineup. I have him as my 27th outfielder off the board. How do you feel about Tommy Edmund coming into this year? Um, 22nd in the market, 27th on my board, 38th for the Bad X. Uh, 38th for Bad X, 27th off your board, mm -hmm. 25th on my board, okay. uh, and first in our hearts. Correct. Um, Absolutely. First so, Love to have from August 13th on, every game he started, there's one game he came in as a pinch hitter, he let off for the Cardinals. In that time frame, he hit four home runs and stole 11 bases in 215 plate appearances while hitting 288. Now, I'm not saying we should necessarily just triple those plate appearances, but if True. we do, that's 12 home runs... Um, 105 runs scored and 33 stolen bases. That seems like a pretty damn good Tommy Edmund line. Um, so. And I don't think that's out of bounds. I don't see what these other projection systems are saying. Um, you know, I mean, over that course of time, he had a 92% zone contact. Um, I mean, I think he's undervalued. Hey. I, I don't you're you're singing my tune right there. I, I you know I, I and I I might be too low on him. He might need to be higher up in my ranks. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm not seeing what they're seeing. Yeah, I'm 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 definitely surprised by it, and uh, I I'm still going to draft Edmund. You know, double eligible infield outfield at second and and outfield. Um, I don't see any reason why St. Louis is going to go away from him. I think they really like him. We know that yeah. this is a player type that they like. If he stops batting leadoff, sure, there might be cause for concern, but nothing suggests that. What, are you going to put Harrison Bader up there with his swing and miss? No shot. Yeah. Like, who are you going to put up there um, that isn't already better in the heart of the order where they're at? Goldie, number two. O'Neal, three. Arenado, four. Carlson, five. I know he, that – He let off for the last month and a half of the season. Like, in – and they were a hot team while he was doing that. Like they, they were, yeah, they made games. their like you know they were making uh, their run. They couldn't lose. They're not gonna go away from what worked. I, and Bader I, did uh, cut his strikeouts last year. I want to be clear on that because I do like Bader, but I don't think that he has earned the leadoff spot right now. Even though Edmonds kind of a throwback traditional leadoff hitter, a slappy uh, speedster, I think it works and I think they like it. So I'm still keen on him. I'll take him in that uh, mid twenties area of outfielders that I mentioned at second base. I got him all the way up at tenth because <laughs> you know obviously a big difference there between second and outfield. But I, I really like Edmund and definitely think he's somebody that uh, uh, that will wind up on more of my teams this year. The bat, yeah. the, the stolen bases are great. I actually had him at tenth. I'm going to move him in front of India. And there's a little punch there too. You know, he does have two double digit home run seasons. So it's not just Miles Straw level 
Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't uh, think we're going to see any more, much more power. Though. No, 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 no. But if I just keep yeah. getting the double digits, I don't, I don't yeah. need more. I'm not calling. Yeah. I think you know, 10, yeah. 10 home runs is is a fine projection for him. You know, it, his exit velocities are not something we're impressed by. Yeah. But he's just got great bat to ball skills and contact. Like he's just, you know, he's just he's gonna get on base because he hits, you know, the ball all over the park, sprays the ball and. Um, and then he's going to steal bases, which is what we want him to do. And if he can be more of like a 325, 330 OBP guy, I think he could push 100 runs. Yeah. Like that could be that could be the upside for Tommy Edmond there. We're talking, you know, we're talking growth there, not not the baseline. But I still like Tommy Edmond. I will definitely still draft him. All right, let's wrap up with a pitcher here that uh, the bad X. Uh, actually, I think for pitchers, it's just the bat. There isn't a it bad is. X. Yeah. yeah, there's no bad uh, X. So yeah, shifting over to the bat here though, they the bat is not a fan of one Kevin Gosman. And uh, let me give you where Gosman ranks. Gosman is the 29th pitcher. Hang on, let me do starters. I did pitchers for some reason because I'm a doof. 23rd to the 23rd starter. And you're not going to be surprised to learn that he goes much higher than that. He is. He's the 24th pitcher off the board, but that's one, two, three, four, five. Take off five relievers, and you got 19. So 19 to 23, not a colossal split, but a split nonetheless. Uh, that that there is some concern here from the bad X about Kevin Gosman. Moving back to the AL East, I'm not terribly surprised that there would be a little bit of concern. It's the only projection north of four, though, for the ERA. 419 ERA. 124 whip, still a 28% strikeout rate. So that bad X believes the strikeouts can hold, but the ERA 419 with a 124 whip. If you're taking that as the 19th pitcher off the board, you're disappointed. I mean, that's the, that's the 69th pick. That is not mm-hmm. nice. So what do you think about Gosman heading back to the American <laughs> League East and uh, trying to tame that that beast of a division again? Oh, I love Gosman. I wish Me the too. Giants had kept him. Um not not only for your fandom, but for his fantasy. Uh, for both, yeah, for both. Yeah, mostly for my fandom, but both, but for both. I'm a little concerned about him going back to the East. Um, you know, he's going to be working with catchers he's never worked with. Um, you know that. Uh, you know he's going to be on that turf. He's going to be in that division. Um, I'm just a little scared. I've got him as my 19th. I think so. Do uh, I starting pitcher off the board. Um, you're, or you're sorry, my, sorry, my 21st. I my 21st. Okay, so you're even lower off the board. I just, I don't think I'm gonna get him on any teams where where I have him ranked. Um, Probably not. And so, and I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, I, I think I'm I'm willing to kind of wait and see. Uh, there's just so many other starting pitchers I really like that I'm just not gonna gamble with someone I'm not super confident. I look at these numbers though from the bat, and I'm like. What the hell did he do to Derek? <laughs> and how is that still like? Would you say the twenty third or twenty fourth? That's that's the part that gets me. Part- how does that still register so high? I I have no idea. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know that I, I I don't know that like his whip is going to go up that high. I mean, he has a one hundred four whip in twenty twenty one, one eleven whip in 2020 so like and all the other projection systems have them one one something 
you know, I mean, even Steamer's 119, which is higher than I think I would necessarily give him. But 124, like, we're, we're saying he's going back to, like, pre-San Francisco Gosman then at that point? I don't know. I mean, like, that that is some concern, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that I have that low. I think the ERA is going to go back up. I think it's going to be, like, a mid mid threes. Um you know, I worry that home run rate is gonna, you know, balloon a little bit in the uh, the AL East. Um, you know, and not being in uh, Oracle, which is such a great place to pitch, uh, and that's my bigger concern. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm lower on than the market is on Gosman, but I'm not as low as the bat. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I ha- I have some some concerns that I'm not terribly far off this era steamers at 393 i i think 393 119 the steamer projection for gosman is a I, bit more I, where i'm at yeah like, I, I think that's fair i'm pretty nervous about him going back and you know i think i think i've seen some like top 10 rankings for him among starters like i want to be excited but i can't get there mm-hmm. i'm actually going to move him down a little bit here because i'm looking at some of these other guys around him like you take you take Jack Flaherty or Kevin Gosman? I've got Flaherty above him. Yeah, I think I'm pretty hot on Flaherty this year, man. I'm I'm, I'm Flaherty's I'm, only concern is health. Like yeah, it's just, like we, we've seen seen an elite elite season, a sub three ERA for a full season. Uh, what about Trevor Rogers or Kevin? Gosman? I have them right next to each other. I've got Rogers one spot below, and I go back and forth on who I think should be higher. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't know. I'm so torn on those. Two. I'm torn on those two. They are they are now stacked on each other. I did put Rogers above him, but but you know when you're talking one point ranking difference, it's not really a big big difference. What about Frankie Montas? Uh, Frankie Montas, I have at 24. Um, I don't think I can get Gosman below him. Um, essentially, I don't. Do we feel like Montas is going to get traded here? I don't know what they're going to do. Right. That yeah. and that was coloring my ranking of Olsen. And Chapman. I admit that that one of my, you know, they're not going to trade to where he's like the only guy. So maybe I shouldn't be worried about Olsen. Like he's either going to stay with the group and like a bunch of them are going to stay. Or if anybody goes, like he's probably the first one to go. So mm-hmm. I did move him back up a little bit, uh, which you'll see on the Patreon rankings. And then my, my second uh, run of first baseman. But I'm still nervous about Oakland in general. And yeah. it, you, you don't want Montas out of Oakland. Not that he can't hang anywhere else, but you just love guys in that park. Like, yeah, y- you got to be happy about and, guys. And, and that, that my park. my big fear is they trade him out of there, and then all that of would a sudden. Suck. And so, um, yeah, I mean, and I, and, you know, I could see you know injury. And he only has the one time. great season, by exactly. Time. Whereas his first time over a hundred major league innings. Like Rogers was really really good. Gosman has a little bit more track record, and so I, I think I'm going to keep. Well, and we know Rodgers. Well, we don't know, no, 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 no. But we have a strong feeling Rodgers is not leaving Miami. Yeah. Right? Like Because he's a lefty. I think if they move someone, it's probably Pablo Lopez. I I think so, too, unless his injury uh, keeps the price down. But, yeah, I think they are a fit to move somebody for a big bat, and it could be Rodgers, but I think his trade chances are lower Mm -hmm. than Montas's right now. Yeah. It is a little bit up in the air, but I got them right by each other. And I know you're not going to agree with this. I have Verlander in that mix too. I understand you don't want to bet on him until you see something. I am taking. I'm. I'm 
I'm betting on him basically before we get to spring, saying that I'm ready. I'm I'm ready. I'm re- I'm ready. I'm ready for the Verlander experience to be back. And I think he, I think he's gonna be a stud. I, I really do think he's gonna. I hope, I, I hope you're right. I, will I hope so I, too. I, I hope you're right. But there's there's like zero way he ends up on any of my teams this year. Well, like, well what about the fact that like he's not going at the price that I have him? You're not even I mean, paying that, the, the current that's price. Fine. I'm not paying the current price. No. What, okay. What, where would the current price put him in terms of? I, I can I can figure it out. But um, I was gonna pull it up right now here. I, for I you. can just sort by ADP on my draft sheet and figure it out. Uh, so Verlander is going about the 31st starter off the board. Okay. Um, because that's the beauty of the little draft sheet is I put ADP on there. And it doesn't include relievers, so we can just sort and go, hey, this That's is... That's very good. Of course, ADP is cha- changing all the time, so it's not updated necessarily. But 31st starter off the board, I got him, like, 50. Like, I'm... Like, I'm like, I, like I, potentially... I 50, him at 59. Like, if he comes out and he looks good, I probably am still not getting him to 31. Yeah, I mean, so, I, like, I don't have a lot to say, because obviously I, d- I disagree, but I don't, I, can't, I don't think I can fully sway anybody it's a it's a belief type of thing and i'm willing to, to bet on it I'm, I'm willing to take the discount because i do think that it when he comes out in spring i should say if i'll say if when if he comes out in spring and he's dealing i think the price soars yeah. i mean you know i you know obviously we have personal biases too like no doubt when you think of verlander you think of him pitching for your tigers and you think of winning him getting- divisions and I think, of, yeah, I think of him coming off of surgery and giving up three home runs to Pablo Sandoval. So, like, you know, we just have a, uh. a difference in, like, inherent memories about yeah, him. Yeah, I know. Um, uh, and plus, I'm jealous. You know, I mean, nobody should be that good at something like baseball and in a marriage with Kate Upton. It's just, I'm, right. I mean, that's just, that, it's just not right. You, you go the jealousy route, I, I go the admiration route. I'm like, what? That's fair. What, what a guy. What a guy. <laughs> and, um, and but yeah, my you know, wife's jealous of Kate Upton. So, I mean, uh, understandably. Yeah. I think both sides have reasons to be jealous of the other. A couple of outwardly good people. I don't know. They might be. I, don't, I haven't met either. Yeah. What I know of them off social media, I like both of them. Okay. I know we don't know people. I'm going off. He's got an 80 grade first name. I mean, that's that's the downside. That's always been the one thing that's kind of kept me at bay on him. Yeah, just I oh god, I hate that. It's amazing first name. (laughs) Two vowels that aren't a and e. uh, You know, a a sound. You know, that's big. That's big in a name. Whenever you get a ends with an n, which is like power. Power. You know. Oh god. (laughs) <laughs> this podcast has the end. You got places to be. All right. That's going to wrap us up. Those are some potential fades for the bad X. That's Alejandro Kirk at catcher, Ty France at first base or second base, DJ Mayhew at first base or uh, se- uh, second base or first or third. Uh, Jazz Chisholm, second and short. Anthony Rendon for our third base pick. And uh, Tommy Edmond for our outfield pick also qualifies at second. And Kevin Gossman among starters. I don't do relievers because so much is tied to saves. It doesn't really matter. Relievers um, are insane right now. Real reliever right. projections too. Like I, I feel bad that they would even have to do those. What a waste of time. What an I absolute think waste of one, time, in my one, opinion. It might be the bet. I don't even think they do save projections, right? I, if they don't, I, totally fair. Like yeah. again, what a waste of time. It's completely like yeah. I don't see. I see. I, I do see some save projections here, but I imagine it's it's pretty basic. Yeah. Looking on Josh Hader's profile, every site 
has 26 saves except for the ATC, which has 35. And ATC is an aggregate, so I'm wondering what where those are gassed up from. Uh, it doesn't only include um, projections from outside. I believe they include like uh, rattle no, yeah, yeah. projections. And yeah, stuff yeah, no, like I, that. I, I know that. I'm wondering. I'm like, guessing that's that's yeah. Who's, who's got it pushed all the way up to 35 as an average though? If steamer zips and bat mm-hmm. are 26 apiece, mm-hmm. but but again, I projections for saves. I, I envy those folks trying to forget that. No, yeah, that's kind of a play it on your own type of deal. I I can't be responsible for your save projections for crying out loud. But uh, all right, Justin, great speaking with you. We'll be back later this week. There'll be two more episodes this week. There'll be the the um, PitchCon one, and then we'll have one. We didn't do a second one last week because you did your amazing, amazing trip flicks breakdown oh, so of Alex Fast so on Friday when we were going to be going. So we had PitchCon. We didn't really have time to do a second episode, but we will have a second episode later this week. And then the PitchCon one, either Wednesday or Thursday, I'll talk to Nick about when I'm going to get that file. And then we'll have uh, a Sunday episode. Uh, Marty Tallman of Triple Play is going to join us on Sunday. Uh, and then we've got Michael Simeone the week after that and Lauren Arbach the week after that. So Great group. It's got, it's got some really good uh, guests. If there's a guest you want to see on with me and Jason or even me and Paul, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do the guests too. Yeah, I've actually got a little guest list right here on nice. my – I need to start reaching out to them and hit you up about them. Yeah, let's do it. Got some folks on here that uh, we need to talk to, but you're doing great with your Sunday guest episodes. So, um, all right, Justin, I will talk to you in a few days. Take it easy.